Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. God's grace, peace, and mercy to you this day and always. Amen. One of my favorite lines from any TV show ever is this. Do you know what you have there? Anybody know what TV show that might have come from? Do you know what you have there? Antiques Roadshow. I think it was when this man showed up with a blanket that he had over a chair in his living room for years. He knew it was a Navajo blanket, but he didn't have any idea its value, so he took it to Antiques Roadshow. The expert who was there representing Antiques Roadshow was in shock from the moment he saw it. And he explained to the man that this was a Navajo blanket made for chiefs that had value beyond his... Uh, Best hopes. Anyway, it turns out the man said to him, Do you know what you have here? And it turns out that the man took that blanket that had hung on the back of his chair and auctioned it off for $1.5 million. So check out the blankets in your house. Do you know what you have there? I believe God is here through. God's word this day saying pretty much that to us. Do you know what you have here? Jesus talks about living water in that conversation with the woman. She's interested in physical water. We all know about the importance of water and the danger of dehydration. But Jesus goes deeper. He's talking to her about something that speaks to the thirst deep within all of us. He talks to her about living water. You know what you have there? St. Augustine said, My heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. Have you experienced that inner restlessness? That this ease deep within where there should be something more. Psalm 42, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Is that true for you? A thirst deep within, a yearning? Jesus says it is true. There's evidence in our lives that it certainly is the case. This thirst deep down, that if if it goes unsatisfied, we end up being unhappy, dissatisfied, anxious, we lose hope, we give up on ourselves and on others. This thirst deep down, sometimes we try to cover it up or run away from it. 
We get busy, busy, busy. We're busy at work. We're busy on vacation. We're always busy. Or we try to accumulate stuff. If I can just get enough stuff, then I'll be happy. Then I'll deal with that problem deep down. Sometimes we resort to this kind of thinking. Well, I'm feeling crummy. I don't like what's going on with this feeling deep down. Maybe I'll try God. I'll give God a shot. I'll try it. And what do we do? We try religious behavior. If I do this and don't do that, if I go to church, if I follow the rules, then maybe everything will be fine. The problem with that is it's about, quote, religion, which we turn into something all about ourselves. I have to do it. It's up to me. I have to do certain things, and I have to have a certain kind of faith. I have to believe strongly enough. It's all up to me. That may be the worst way to try to deal with that thirst that's deep down. Because we think we're being religious people. We're, we're seeking God. But notice, when Jesus came to that woman, he didn't say to her, you have to do these certain things to get your act together. Jesus didn't talk to her about religion. Jesus came to her and entered into a relationship with her, a life-giving relationship. Living water. You know, do you know what you have there? Living water. God with us. Emmanuel, that's what Emmanuel means. God with us. Jesus came to be with that woman. Not to be some sort of religious teacher, but to be God with her. Speaking to her about things that truly matter. About living water. Do you know what you have here? Do we know what we have here? So often we who are in churches forget what God has given us and what it means, what it can mean. Sometimes we drift into religious behavior and we leave relationship with God behind. But Jesus was all about relationship. I'm sure a lot of you love the ocean the way I do. Do you ever just go to the ocean, sit by it? I don't mean to swim in it. I'm not an advocate for that because it's freezing cold. Do you ever go and, and, and sit by the ocean, walk by it, ride by it, whatever, and allow it to work on you? Allow it to renew you, inspire you, remind you who we are in this created order. The ocean, I grew up by it, and I've always had a love for it. It's just been in me. And now I try to get there most every day because it does its work on me. In a similar way, the living water Jesus is talking about does its work in and on us, only it's much more important. That living water inspires and renews and encourages us and reminds us who we are. 
and to whom we belong. That living water comes and fills us and takes away that thirst that's deep down. You might be thinking about this living water. All right, all that sounds good, but how do I access it? <laughs> I go to church all the time. How do I access that living water for my daily life? Well, God uses certain means. Word and the sacraments. God delivers the goods through those means. Sacraments. When you were baptized, God took hold of you figuratively and said, You are my precious child, and I will love you forever. I don't care where you do, where you go, what you do, how you act. I will be your God and will love you forever because you are my child. Nothing, no one can separate you from me. Baptism, it reminds us of who we are. That's living water for our souls to satisfy that thirst within when we wonder, am I any good? Do I have any value? Remember your baptism. Make the sign of the cross if you want to remind yourself that you belong to God. God values you. Loves you. Sacrament of Holy Communion in a few moments. We'll receive bread and wine. The very body and blood of Jesus coming to us. Not only remind us that God loves us, and God is with us, but to make sure we know we are forgiven. That God takes us as we are. He says, in effect, Look, the past is past. The guilt and shame you're carrying, I'm taking care of that. I don't want it to haunt you, inhibit you, limit you in any way anymore. You are a newborn child of God, body and blood of Christ, given and shed for you, the living waters that come and fill us to overflowing to eternal life. Sacraments and the Word. God uses the Word to speak to us. That's why Bible study, reading the Scriptures is so valuable because it puts us into connection with God so that God can do His mighty, life-saving work with us and provide the living waters to us. The 23rd Psalm is before us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Embedded in those confident words of the psalmist are the promises of God. That God is with us. And with God, we don't need to worry about accumulating things, having more and more. God provides. We in the world need to learn how to share what God, what God has provided. But God provides. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What a relief. Living waters overflowing to eternal life. Green pastures, still waters, places of calm. God guides us there so that we can be renewed. So that God can restore our souls as is promised in the song. And just meditate on this phrase for a while. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Life is hard. And then we doubt. 
life is full of challenges. And we struggle mightily to deal with all of them. But here in this phrase is the promise of God that we're not alone through that valley, whatever it is we're facing. God is with us. And when we face that door of death, God in Jesus is right there. And my former professor, well, he wasn't a professor, he was a colleague, Jim Nestigan, uh, used to say, Jesus meets us at the door of death and says, don't be afraid. I've been there, done that, handled it for you. You will die, but death will have no power over you. You are God. You will be safe with God forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. You ever thought about that phrase? That God follows us, pursues us, surrounds us, embraces us with goodness and mercy. Living waters overflowing in us to eternal life. And then that last powerful line, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How can you say that? Is it because you've lived a good life, you've followed the rules and regulations, etc.? Not at all, because we all fall terribly short. No, we can say that, the psalmist could say it, because of God's grace and mercy and love, the promises of God, that we, God's people, will be safe forever. God with us, Emmanuel, here, now, forever. Do you know what you have here? Thanks be to God. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.